Hey guys, I'm Ernie Hudson, better known as Winston Zeddemore. Welcome to the Alabama Ghostbusters. The official podcast for Alabama's Ghostbusters community. Taking our passion for and becoming geeks for good. Find us online at alabamagb.com. This is Robin Shelby, Slimer from Ghostbusters 2, and you're listening to the Alabama Ghostbusters. And welcome into episode number 17, Turned Down for What? It's the Alabama Ghostbusters. I'm Brock Parker, Chief of the ALGB, and with me, my cohorts, my dearest friends, who you is? Well, I would be Bo Bearden, Deputy Chief and Central Division Leader. And this is the one, the only, rookie, Cavalry Division God. Leader. And Captain. And Captain. <laughs> Arg. He has a peg leg, ladies and gentlemen. We made sure of that. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts to this day. (laughs) Well, and uh, we also like to feature people on our podcast, people who are awesome, because everyone in our group is awesome. And tonight we've got Robert Lawrence, and we all know him as Bobbert. Hello, Bobbert. Hello. Bobbert uh, is called Bobbert because we've already got a uh, a Robert in the group, and we had a Robert before uh, Bobbert came along. So uh, yeah, he got the benefit of the name change. I quite like it. It fits you. Yeah, I feel like it does. I'm Bobberty. <laughs> and uh, Bobbert is the head of our Southern Division down around the Dothan area. Dothan office represent. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's uh, definitely one of our, our our best guys. I love this guy to death. If you just want to be happy, if you need some positive vibes in your life, just go hang out with this guy. He's got clown noses out the wazoo. Them Dothan really guys do. are nuts. Peanuts, <laughs> if you get, if you'd say them. Hey! <laughs> Inside Alabama State joke. Haha, <laughs> look that up. <laughs> I need to buy more clown noses now that Ricky mentions it. I'm almost out. <laughs> I have, I have the struggle regular, is real, folks. I have three regular size ones and one jumbo, and that's it. <laughs> I don't want to know why they keep disappearing, but okay. I give them away to people. See, I give I, away happiness. I, I told you guys, if you want something positive and happy vibes, go to Bobbert. He's giving away happiness and germs. He will blow his nose in the noses <laughs> for you. I actually try whenever possible to actually buy the uh, the like multi packs of already sealed noses so I can give them out individually so that way parents don't have to worry about kids with weird germy noses. Yeah. But uh, last 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 set I bought <clears throat> sadly did not have like individually wrapped noses so yeah. it was like all I've got linty in my pocket so it's like here you go you got to pick your nose. <laughs> <laughs> no seriously you have to pick your nose which one do you want. <laughs> Who says you can't pick your friend's nose? <laughs> Let me tell you something. This group disproves that <laughs> time and time again. Well, Bobbert, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the Ghostbusters fandom. Well, um, I was born, and with that came Ghostbusters fandom. Well, Good there start. you go. The, the shortest <laughs> bio ever. I was born. Yeah, I mean, it was it. It was that simple. <clears throat> Sorry, did I clear my throat there? Um, I have been a fan of Ghostbusters for as far back as I can remember. I I remember in kindergarten we'd have to like draw pictures every day, and one of the things I distinctly remember drawing, and may or may not still exist in this world, is a really crude crayon drawing of a Ghostbuster standing outside the Ecto One, and like the 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 antenna on top shooting proton streams. Because at the time I thought it was a proton cannon which I stand behind, that'd be really cool. Um, uh, so like, I've been a fan for as long long as I can remember. And eventually, like one day, thanks to the internet, I was like, oh, wow, other people like Ghostbusters. And then several, several years later, I was like, wow, we have Alabama Ghostbusters. And then after that, I, um, I was time I was working a job that I had to work every holiday, every weekend. So, you know, pretty much every time we'd have an event, I, I you know, was working so like I never bothered to try to get up with anyone or do anything and then one year I went to Dragon Con my first time at Dragon Con I met other Ghostbusters and I was blown away and so I started trying to join up with you guys after that and thankfully you did 
Yes. Now, and Bobbert, correct me on this if I'm wrong, but that was actually one of my first uh, memories of you was not necessarily Dragon Con, but I remember when I got into this, I was looking up like fan films and stuff like that, and I found <laughs> what was it the set was it the South Alabama Ghostbusters or something? It was correct. the SAG. Yeah, SAG. it was the SAG. SAG. It, that was I just bought a video camera. And I was like, ooh, I really should make a movie. I should do something with this. And I already had the jumpsuit. I had all the gear from like previous Halloweens and stuff. But I was sadly on crutches at the time. So I was like, oh, I can't be a Ghostbuster. So like, I crammed my buddy. Um, his real name's David, but I always called him Ron because back in the day I wore like much bigger glasses. So people always thought I looked like Harry Potter. And I had less gray hair. So they thought I looked like Harry Potter. So everybody called me Harry. So I was like, well, if I'm Harry, my redheaded friend must be Ron. So I'd call him Ron. So like I crammed Ron in my flight suit and strapped my proton pack on him and just we went tearing around the local college campus because I was a student there at the time and we made a really short, really terrible fan film. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No, not at all. I remember finding it by accident and I was like, dude, we gotta we gotta find these guys. Little did um, I know. Ron and me actually had plans to do a full web series based on that after the fact. We had already had our jumpsuits made. Uh, the blue and yellow one you've seen me wear is one, and his was um, black with uh, green trim. And we really liked our custom jumpsuits, and we were going to have like real Ghostbusters-style equipment. We, we had several, several episodes already planned out, a lot of them written, a lot of the gags, because it was going to rely more on humor than on effects. And just uh, this and that, and the other got in the way, and then eventually he like went off to, to college and... So we just wound up never shooting it, and I've never had like the urge to really try to put anybody else in the roles because it was written for me and him. You keep in touch with him? Uh, we still talk. We still talk a lot. Um, not as much as I'd like, though. But he's up in like Huntsville now, I believe. Tell, tell him to get busy. You know, we've got guys up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have to see if he's uh, interested in joining. He might have just been doing it because the cool kids were doing it, you know? Oh, we still are, right? <laughs> Oh, you guys are the cool kids. I'm, I'm this very large ball of awkward that bounces around clown noses. No, you're a ball of awesome, that, my friend. That <laughs> makes you one of the cool kids. Yes. Woohoo! I'm a cool kid. <laughs> Let me tell you. I I tried explaining to Tiffany, uh, my fiance, for those not in the know. Um, yesterday I tried explaining to her how I, um, actually have like zero self confidence and low self esteem, but I just fake it. And she literally could not believe it. She's known me for years. She can't believe that I'm not the most confident man on the planet. Well, you certainly fool us. Yeah. It works. I can I can fake things remarkably well. Well, now I'm going to question everything. <laughs> <laughs> you must. You must question everything. Ever. Are you really getting married next month? <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely for sure. There is not a power in the verse that will stop me from marrying her. Aww. I hope death doesn't show up. I will (laughs) kick death in the crotch. Hey, you know Ghostbusters, we can hold him off for a little while. (laughs) Although the the officiator talked about potentially dressing as the Grim Reaper to perform the ceremony. (laughs) And then you got a Melvin in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'd actually talked about the idea of, since the Brian Green's party are going to be dressed as as previous doctors and the, their companions to have them come out of uh, TARDIS in the back and then have the officiator dress up like Abe Lincoln and come out of phone booth in the front. I <laughs> <laughs> thought that'd be pretty great. The most obscure of inside jokes possible <laughs> just for the nerds in the crowd. But we talked about it briefly. Oh, I wish that it could happen. By the way, do you have ACE for the uh, bridesmaid? Ace. Ace. The seventh doctor's companion. Oh, um, not the hardware store. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was like, we did bring for... a whole hardware store to a wedding. <laughs> I was thinking Ace the Bat Hound, and I'm like, we got Dude, Huey. Dude, thank you. Huey, <laughs> Huey the uh, boxer dog, but no, no Bat Hound. Um, what we're doing with the companions is we've assigned each of the, or let the groomsmen pick out the doctors they want to be, and then the bridesmaids are told they have to dress like one of the companions for that doctor. And they're in charge of finding their costume. So, like, whoever's doing the Ninth Doctor, um, the lady who's going to be his companion is actually going to dress up like Jack Harkness instead of Rose. That's awesome. Wow. Okay. And 
and uh, Tiffany's little sister Pop Tart is she's gonna be a she's gonna be River Song, and like I've seen her dress, and she's got a vortex manipulator and the whole nine, and it's gonna be adorable. Nice. That's pretty cool. Who's walking with me? That's why I asked about Ace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd have to ask Tiffany. He's the groom. He doesn't know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Come on, there, man. There's a chance that uh, we do have uneven numbers, so you oh. might be walking by yourself. Actually. No. No, (laughs) no. If I'm going through all this time and effort to build this umbrella and get all his clothes together, you're going to give me a bridesmaid. Well, you might have to bring Amy then and have her dress up. Oh, I can't put her in a jacket like Ace wears. (laughs) Boy, you're going to find her. And I'm going to like her. All right. Mm. (sighs) That's terrifying. (laughs) I will find you. (laughs) I've been wondering who I was going to walk with and you try to deny me. Oh, by the way, Brock, um, although this might be something you care to know, uh, I was at a commercial shoot over the past weekend Uh and I was, I had to be Robin. And so I was stuck next to a Harley Quinn all day, at least until the ambulance got her for heat exhaustion. Wow. Yeah. I feel bad for her, but she was super awesome until she had to leave. Oh, I now have a Dragon Con story about a Harley and heat exhaustion as well. Oh, dear. Yeah, we're, we'll talk about that later. Okay. It just fits. It's perfect. <laughs> well, all right. So we we understand that Bobbert is a wonderful man. He's getting married next month. And we're all looking forward to that wedding because it sounds like it's going to be more than uh, more than extraordinary. It's going to be pretty awesome. The LGB family is growing. Yes. Bobber's done a wonderful job down in the Dothan area with the Southern Division. They've had a lot of really good events and uh, some really good fundraisers. And uh, he and Jesse and Sean and uh, Brian, those guys are really, really good with coming up with some creative ideas for kids and different events to do at uh, or different little games and stuff to play at at events. So if you're if you're ever in the Dothan area and you see that we're going to be out there. And up this upcoming weekend, we've got Porktober Q once again down in Dothan. Um, this podcast should be out before Porktober Q. Uh, if you're down there, go check them out. These guys have a wonderful setup. Uh, very, very creative with a lot of things. And Bobbert's got a Slimer puppet that uh, Jamie Hitchcock from Tennessee made him. And um, all kinds of really neat stuff. It should be pretty good. Uh, I I'm, don't believe it's going to be at our event area will be as big this year as it was last year. Last year it was pretty epic. We had multiple inflatables. We had a little a little training tent that kids could go into and shoot ghosts and get their little uh, ALGB Junior Ghostbuster diploma. Uh, we had multiple event games, a lot of crowd interaction. It, it went pretty well last year, um, but this year I think it's going to be a little smaller, but we're still going to try to have that same energy, even if we don't have as much stuff. Well, there's no worries about energy with you. You've always got energy. I try. But all these uh, all these little things uh, that that these guys have done, we incorporated into Alabama Phoenix Festival this year. Uh, we were allowed to do a, a kids area, and so Bobbert and all these guys were really on top of that with those same little games and the diplomas. It was really really cool. Phoenix Fest was was a lot of fun this year. Of course, we haven't released a podcast since uh, our panel with uh, Dan Schoening, uh, so we haven't really had a chance to talk to you guys, uh, the public, about it since then. This, of course, was the last weekend in May, first weekend in June, and uh, we had a lot of fun. What did you guys think about Phoenix Fest this year? Phoenix Fest, as always, was uh, fantastic, and it was made even better by the addition of Dan. Uh, Dan's a great guy. I think we can all agree in saying that Dan's a great guy, and... It was pretty fantastic because we had those moments where, as uh, to steal Bo's phrase here, where uh, Canadian politeness would clash with Southern hospitality. <laughs> and so those were pretty fun because it'd be like, we'd be getting in the elevator and he and we'd be like, oh, well, you're a guest, you go first. And he'd be like, no, y'all are carrying the packs and the luggage and stuff like that. It's just like a politeness off. So that was great. And I think one of my best memories uh, from APF, aside from like everything was uh, when I was sitting at the artist panel and I was just asking all the artists um, like Patrick and them really, really weird questions because there's only a couple of us in there so it was like really nice and intimate and it was just like a couple of people just sitting around talking and the entire time Dan is sketching you know and 
anyone who's met Dan can tell you he just you know you'll be talking he'll he'll just be sketching because he likes to practice and that's really cool because he he never gets rusty and at the very end he hands me this picture of Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> as uh, Kazam and I about lost it so <laughs> I've got that sitting in my room right now but everything else everyone was so fantastic and it's just a really great family experience all around well for me uh, I loved it I mean though it's great we had a new location we were at the uh, Sheraton downtown instead of the um, Cahaba Grand this year a much larger venue nicer venue very enjoyable but no i absolutely adore phoenix fest it's it i mean it's it's me up there for just for sheer love it's right there with dragon con as how much i love it but you know counting down the days till next year's possibility we'll see how the cards fall but we're looking forward to it again yeah we don't know yet if uh, phoenix fest is happening i know they have been looking at locations uh maybe some different dates we don't know yet um so all that's being worked out and, uh, you know, the first two Phoenix Fests, we had Robin and then Robin and Ernie. And this year we had Dan. Don't know what's in the cards for this upcoming year. You know, once they establish that Phoenix Fest will happen, then we'll move forward on that front. And um, we, we always appreciate everybody coming down. Yes. Uh, we had uh, uh, a couple people from Tennessee, uh, Georgia, of course, uh, in-state. A lot of people were there. Uh, Mississippi. Louisiana, Louisiana. Yeah, we we have a lot, a lot of friends in these areas, and we always appreciate them coming down because they make the weekend just fun, absolutely fun. Amazing. If there's there's one thing I want to talk about, we've got two of the guys that were involved with it. We did something kind of special (laughs) this year at Phoenix Fest, and after it was over, we heard a lot of complimentary things. People enjoyed it, but the interactive movie screening. There was a movie screening. An interactive one. Oh man, what? Must have missed that. Oh man. Bobbert, what were we doing during that? Uh, probably sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was. Uh, I <laughs> have to say that I, I enjoyed um, Phoenix Fest for multiple reasons. Uh, the interactive screening, the, the, the university. I did not enjoy it for the 46 hours straight I was up, though, so... Yeah, Bobbert, Bobbert and I uh, sat up the night before the screening till like what was it like two a.m. or something like that? I, I think it, I think it was two or three uh, discussing details and just you know talking about everything else under the sun too. There and are then, many books of you know. Oh I yeah. I guess we'll just have to wing it. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, and then eventually I think you went to bed and then I went back to the room to dismantle a proton pack to get it working properly for the screening. And I think by the time I got done, I looked down at the clock and I was like, if I went to sleep right now, I could sleep for about an hour before I need to get up and get ready for everything during the day. So I was like, well, I'm staying up. And and dude, I got to give you that. You are a trooper. Because, y'all, this man came down and he looks just like Egon. Yeah. This, like, this it, is... it, whoa. <laughs> oh. The amount of detail... In, in his costume. Well, well his both of you guys. Well, both of you guys, and of course, Brian and, um, was it Brian? Brian Maddox, Brian Alex Maddox, Newborn. Alex Newborn. Ronnie. Our, our very I, own Ronnie Marion. Yes. Woo, Ronnie. I'm serious, though, guys. Like, after it was over with, heard many, many, many compliments, but I promise you, all your hard work was very well appreciated. Definitely. Like, it, like two or three people said it was the highlight of Phoenix Fest for them. After watching um, Brian puppeteer, and I, I do not use that word lightly, oh. after watching him puppeteer the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, like, nothing but respect for that man. Like That, he, that was, was brilliant. I lost it whenever he started literally puppeteering it. Instead of just holding it up like he was supposed to, he went the extra mile, puppeteered an eight-foot inflatable, and just blew my mind. Well, let's face it. Brian's a big old boy. That man is, is tall. <laughs> He's very tall. He is. But I tell you guys, that that was one of those things. That was what honestly, to me, made the screening was that a lot of the stuff that we did was literally off the cuff. It was improvised while we were like changing costumes and stuff like that. You know, somebody would be like, hey, you know, it'd be really funny if we did this. Oh, my gosh, that's a great idea. We're totally doing that. And so we did it. You know, it was great. 
one thing you guys did was very bold, and you know it, it could have been a gamble, but it, it you know y'all had to y'all had to stop for an intermission to set up for uh, the busting scene of Slimer, and you yes. know you kind of had to dismiss folks. But the cool thing about it, you would think at a, a convention, you know, you're going to dismiss them out of something, they're going to go find something else to do. No, it seems like you guys they 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 filled the room and then some. Yeah, we were we were a little bit worried about that. The setup was not not it wasn't exactly what we were expecting. And and oh, like yeah. I said, you know, Bobbert, we were up that night before looking at what we had, saying, "Let's make a miracle happen." <laughs> and and I think that uh, everyone pulled together and made that miracle happen. Like it was pretty brilliant. If I could have changed one thing, the only thing I would have changed was not having the intermission. And I think if we'd had more, a little more time, a little more time to prepare, a little more time to rehearse, something like that, just yeah. a little more. Something, I think we could have made it work without the intermission. So, or at least with the intermission so short, nobody would have had to have gotten up. Like, it just would have been like a minute long pause, you know. So, yeah. So you guys, y'all guys did great with what time frame you had to work with and what you did in it being y'all's first outing of doing something like this. Very impressive, guys. Don't Don't sell yourself short at all. Okay, fine. We rocked it. We rock your yeah. socks. <laughs> I really have to give the credit to everyone else on this one, though. I just really just showed up and tried to look like Egon. So <laughs> honestly, what 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 made it so spectacular was the, I, the, the just the chemistry that I saw between everyone. You know, because you've got like um, Alex, the man knows the movies, so he's oh, yes. long. He's got them memorized, and I was I was impressed by that. You know, because, like, we're all fans here. We all know the lines and everything, but, like, he was quoting stuff that, like, I maybe vaguely knew. And I'm just like, this is awesome because, like, people can hear him quoting it, and it adds a little bit more depth. You got Ronnie. You know, Ronnie. First of all, let me just say, it was awesome hanging out with him, and I really want to hang out with him again. Because he was fantastic, you know? And he had a chemistry um, that I think came out the best part was when we uh, we're back in the back, we're changing, right? And then it comes to the scene where uh, Winston and Ray are driving in the Ecto One, and Ronnie taps me. He's like, "Hey, we gotta go out there and do this." And so we literally just pulled some chairs that were empty from the uh, crowd, and then sat down them and started pantomiming that we're driving. And then we did the entire scene and everything. And there comes the point at the very end where Ray goes. Uh, Let's, uh, let's listen to some music or whatever. And he goes to turn on the radio. Well, we both go for the radio. We both pantomime going for the radio at the same time. And then right as our hands get there at the same time, Ronnie smacks my hand and goes, You never touch a black man's radio! <laughs> <laughs> and everyone died. Like, it was great. It was fantastic. It was improvised. It was beautiful. And uh, it was little bits like that that really made it special. Because, you know, everybody's seen the movie. Everybody knows the movie. But that... Wow, it's great. <laughs> well, also on the subject of driving, I you know we we have to give a big props to our good friends the Florence Ghostbusters for bringing their Ecto down to add to the. I love that car. Yes, huge props to them. Yes, Brandon, the wife Lindsay. Yeah, those two guys have brought it down for the last two years, and uh, we can't thank them enough. And we're just really happy to the we're all good friends with them, and we're happy that they're uh, part of us and, and willing to help us out. So uh, thank you very much, Brandon and Lindsay. Before I forget, before we get off the screening, Brett did an excellent job as uh, um, Lewis Tully. <laughs> oh yes. yeah, he did. Oh man, because we were we didn't know who was going to be Lewis Tully, and he's like, I can do it, and we we're like. All right, you're hired. You got the job, and he did fantastically. <laughs> oh my gosh, he interacted with the crowd. He's poking people, sniffing people, you know, acting like Vince Clortho. It was great. That's one of those events that I'd really want to do again. You know, I, say, I think I've only interacted with him one other time, and that was at uh, Auburn City Fest this year. Mm-hmm. So he seems legitimately like pretty awesome. Like I want to hang out with him some more. Like he's he's got it down. Brett's a great guy. Yeah, he is. I haven't seen him or his, his wife since Phoenix Fest. They uh, they moved to a different area of the state when we where we really never ever go uh, down to the Mobile area, um, just because it is three hours from every point in the state at least. It's it's um, weird. You could live one county over and it's still three hours away. Yeah. <laughs> Mobile is like the Strange. Bermuda Triangle. Um, <laughs> no offense to its residents. We love you all. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, but uh, I go there for Quidditch and whatnot. Well, you have to say hi to him. Hopefully, we'll hear from him soon and get to get to see him soon. We yeah. miss you, Brad. Very much. You and Jordan both miss you guys very, very much. Well, as always, during Phoenix Fest, we have our own little Ghostbuster event going on called Mass Hysteria. Kind of that's you know our our kind of track. We do the programming, our panel, the interactive screening. We kind of that's what we add to Phoenix Fest. But we, uh, of course, as always, we have our awards. Here's our award winners from this year for the Who's the Stiff Award, the best solo costume. Kind of somebody who would you know go off and do something on not really go off on their own, but kind of a uh, Hey, I did this costume. Oh, that's awesome. It was Nick LaProuse from Louisiana. His People Buster Egon was amazing. The face paint looked amazing. Yeah, it did. And then we'll move on to the Keymaster and Gatekeeper Award. Of course, though, our power couple from Florence, none other than Brandon and Lindsay Ballantyne. To add to them winning the Keymaster and Gatekeeper would be they also won the Spores, Molds, and Fungus. Lindsay worked her tail off to win that award. In a Slimer suit. Yes, a, a, a big, huge Slimer suit made out of uh, insulation foam. I mean, very it's very heavy. And, of course, move on to our next one is You Can Keep the Five Bucks Award, a inexpensive but yet awesome prop. And that would go to Mr. Deuce Gaspard from Louisiana. And, and an even a little awesome thing about it, on top of him winning the award, I think it kind of maybe we had some influence in it, but uh, about a issue or two post-Phoenix Fest, uh, a design on his gun appeared in the Ghostbusters comic book, even with his name underneath it. If you can look for it, I, what issue was it, Rookie? Do you remember? God, I can't remember. I mean, I could literally go grab them right now and look. It's, it's either part four or five of the Mass Hysteria story right now, but it's uh, up in the upper part of the firehouse on a shelf. You'll see uh, Vankman walk by, and you'll see it. You'll see the gun on the shelf. So if you've got the issue, definitely look that up. Tote's going to do that. <laughs> well, while you're doing, it, you can look at it while I'm talking. Uh, let's see, and of course, Deuce also won the Rambling Man Award, which is our award for someone who can throw down some Ghostbuster jargon really quickly, but also cover a whole lot of ground. And of course, the Rambling Man Award is named in honor of our one and only Rambling Man himself, Kyle Stevens. Uh, which the cool thing about that award, we allow him to pick the winner. Hey, it's his namesake. So I need to bribe Kyle for next year. Exactly. <laughs> With Dr Pepper. Yeah, lots of Dr. Pepper. 14 barrels of Dr. Pepper. You win. <laughs> That's why he can ramble so fast. <laughs> yeah, he'll drink it in one sitting, too. And, of course, Egon's guinea pig, the best custom prop, would go to the, the family of Charles and James Fincher. Charles and his dad, they developed a, uh, a venting system for the proton pack using an e-cigarette that is just awesome. Yeah, the, the the new vapor technology that everybody's nuts about. They uh, they hooked it up and it flows out of the end filter. And I think they've done some more work recently to where it vents out of the top of the pack as well, doesn't it? Yeah, he was. It was like it's a little bit more accurate, like the for the video game where it spouts out that nozzle. Mm-hmm. I think they had that at DragonCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. And of course, also our big thing we were doing at Phoenix Fest all weekend. Well, even leading up to Phoenix Fest, we were taking donations for Camp Smile Mall, and we were giving away a Mattel Ghost Trap replica that was signed by both Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. And um, we were lucky; we were very fortunate enough. People contributed to it, had a blast, and we raised about three thousand dollars for Camp Smile Mall. And the winner of it was Jonathan Bellew, one of our own guys from here, from Gadsden. So the guy was there in attendance, and he got to take it home. Yeah, it was pretty nice we didn't have to ship that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, you want it? Here you go. <laughs> but that trap was drawn by, uh, the, the name for the trap was drawn by Dan Schoening, so uh, we posted video of that a while back. But, uh, yeah, we raised uh, quite a bit of money for that, um, for a Camp Smile a Mile. Uh, part of that money, probably half that money, came from oh, yeah. uh, the silent auctions uh, on behalf of Alabama Phoenix Festival. Uh, they partnered with us this year uh, for all those proceeds to go to uh, to Camp Smiley Mile through us. So one of the one of the other things we did this summer was we went to Lake Martin, Alabama, up to Children's Harbor, uh, where Camp Smiley Mile has their uh, their youth camps. And so we went and spent a few hours with the kids up there and was able to present the checks there to those guys. That was a fun day. Warm, yes, it was. But fun. Very fun. Those kids are so awesome. Yeah. Well, we went to a. 
uh, Camp Smile Miles 5K, and uh, we were out there, myself, Lee, and Kyle, and had a bunch of the kids come up to me and tell me, oh, they had a blast. They remembered us from the, the Slime Lab. So, you know, oppression was made. <laughs> a good one, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially with rookie in attendance. <laughs> hey, hey. That wraps up Phoenix Fest and uh, everything we did there. We, Like I said, thank everybody for coming out. And that was the start of our summer. As I just mentioned, we went to Camp Smile a Mile to hang out with the kids. But also, uh, you guys were talking earlier about uh, shooting web series. Our web series, uh, episode number five, came out this summer. Woohoo! Best episode yet. <laughs> Coming from a man who hasn't even seen it. Uh, what? No, I've, I've, I've watched, I watch it every day. It's best, best thing ever, yeah. It's... You a story and a lie. <laughs> I'm a very busy man, so, um, yeah. It's not like you're getting married or anything to take up your time right now. No excuses. Right. It's only 16 <laughs> minutes. Go watch it. Oh, really? I thought it would be shorter than that. What's it? Oh. Wow. <laughs> See, like, I haven't had time. I'm just so busy. I got, Ain't no I got, got time for that. Ain't no bopper got time for that. One does not have time for such affairs. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to try to watch it before this weekend to get caught up so I could speak eloquently about the beautiful cinematography, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you know. Well, the beautiful cinematography is a given, considering Adam shooting it. Yeah, exactly. He makes us, well, he doesn't make us look good. He makes the surroundings and the video look good. He makes well, you yeah. look as best as possible. No, not really. Not for me. <laughs> No, nothing helps that. <laughs> He's not hurting it, at least. I don't know about y'all, but I try to make anything I do look good. Well, speaking of making it looking good, that was, you know, unfortunately, that was the uh, last episode, or at least I know he, he was half of it, that um, director of photography, Mr. Alex Beatty, who's been involved with the series since day one. Unfortunately, it was his last time, but hey, he's, you know, he's actually, he's moved out to Hollywood, hadn't he? Yeah, he's moved out to L.A. Awesome. So uh, we're, we're very fortunate to have, to have had Alex as part of it and the rest of the student crew. Uh, all those guys are, are incredible, and we thank them for their time and their efforts as always. But, yeah, definitely going to miss Alex. He, uh, he's got a sharp eye, and um, he's already won some awards. So uh, we hated to lose him, but uh, wish him all the best, and we'll definitely be keeping track of him and his progress as he's making his way up the ladder. I think also our, one of our producers, Brandon, He's moved out out west also. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Sparks sure has. So just just remember, you know, when you see all these guys, you know, winning these big Hollywood awards, hey, you know, we know where we, they started at. And we still don't get paid for it. Damn right. <laughs> here, here. Speak for yourself. We did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out Episode 5, go do it. We won't spoil anything for you if you haven't seen it yet, but it was a lot of fun to shoot. We actually got inside the Winthrop house. A.K.A. Jemison Mansion. Yeah, the Jemison Mansion there in Tuscaloosa. The story's going to work out pretty well, for as far as what we know. Adam keeps that kind of close to the to the vest. So did uh, did you actually shoot inside the Jemison house, or did you have like yes. a different location for interiors? If you would have watched it, you would have known. Well, not really, because oh. they could use a different location for interiors. No, we used it's movie magic. I just said we shot inside. Okay. Well, yes, it's the actual house. We shot there. It was glorious. I have to say, this was probably our our funniest episode. A yeah. A lot of the humor there. Yeah, because ep- episode four ended kind of on a dark note. <laughs> we had to cheer everybody back up. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen episode five, we encourage you to do that. It, it's a lot of fun. And always remember, just look for the Lou. Kindly direct me to the Lou. There you go. Thank you, kindly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, me. Man. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, our, our, our episodes uh, seem like they're starting to bleed over into what's being called the uh, the Ghostbusters, what is it, the Ghostbusters Fan Cinematic Universe? Ghostbusters Fan Film Cinematic Universe. I think there's two Fs in it. Okay. No, there's only one. Mouthful. Oh, is I don't know. I, I'm letting all the people who actually run all these things handle the discussions and handle all the chat with that. But, you know, in, in episode three, um, we tied in... Episode four. Was that the beginning of episode four? We shot yeah, it. it was. Episode four. Yeah. Okay. It was at the beginning of episode four. We tied in Louisiana, those guys, which they tie into GB nine one one. 
Uh, we also tied in uh, the New Hampshire guy, Spilt Milk, you know, just, just with brief little mentions. And so I, I, you're starting to see those other franchises who are starting to do this. They're starting to kind of make references all around as well. So it's kind of tying all of us Ghostbusters fans uh, who are doing fan films, tying us all together, which is really, really cool. I mean, you know, I highly doubt we're going to see Ghostbusters 3. I frankly don't want to see Ghostbusters 3. That's just my personal thing. But I'm enjoying the fact that all of us are getting together and, and, and keeping it alive. I don't know if it's in the public section of it, but there there is an actual timeline aligning like each fan film uh, of when it happens, uh, correlating to when this one happens. It's, it's really neat. It kind of, like I said, it is becoming a bigger a bigger universe. And one of the things that we've actually discussed as part of it is you, you've got people in the fan films who are still wearing Ghostbusters merchandise and everything like that. And one of the interesting things about that is that the way our timeline is essentially going to go is that the events of the events that you see in Ghostbusters actually happened about a year or two before 1984. And that... Um, the company basically got it got so popular for what they did that you do start seeing all this merchandise and stuff. And then somebody came out and they're like, hey, you want to make a movie? And the movie came out in 1984 starring Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and Ernie Hudson. So, uh, so it's kind of like the sounds Real like a Ghostbusters. Law it's what now? The Real Ghostbusters where they did the... Yes, um, that's actually that the Take Two episode. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's actually the first very first thing that we mentioned. Um, the events of the comic book. Uh, many of the things that happened in the comic book did happen it's just there's this idea that's going around that uh a lot of the stuff is a little bit embellished because vinkman (laughs) and that's just his personality he'll embellish stuff a little bit because it sells better he's first and foremost a businessman but that's kind of how rights alone (laughs) and see there you go that's how you get us but um with that merchandising, that's how that's how in Alabama Ghostbusters you'll see issues of the comic, but we can still mention things that have happened in the comic as happening because the comic is based on real events. Air quotes around the real events, though. <laughs> you see the quotation marks I'm making with my claw hands? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for the sake of entertainment value, yes. <laughs> oh. Well, it's definitely really neat to see how this stuff is tying together. And uh, there'll be lots more from various franchises. Um, Our episode number six, uh, I think Adam is in the process of writing it and crafting that script. So we should should have uh, some idea of when we're going to shoot it and what we're going to do with it, hopefully in the near future. But uh, that's pretty much... Pretty much what, uh, what our summer consisted of. We normally don't do... A whole lot of events during the summer, as we always like to say, because of this insane Alabama heat. But uh, it hasn't been too bad this year. I think the one weekend it really got bad is when uh, a few of us went to Pensacola. <laughs> uh, that Pens- was more on the inside than the outside. <laughs> Pensacola Paracon. Uh, our, our, our dear sweet friend and honorary member, Robin Shelby, and her husband, Sean, um, of course, he's also an, an honorary member of our group. Uh, they were in Pensacola at the beginning of uh, August. And uh, we, of course, love seeing them. I mean, it's always a treat when we get to see them. So, well, how to, how to Pensacola Paracon, um, a lot of good vendors. Yeah. Uh, some pretty decent guests. Uh and I, I'm just going to be honest, that's that's as, as, you know, being able to see Robin and Sean and making a, a couple of new friends, um, that's about the nicest thing we can say about it, because the heat. Day one. Day one. Outside, it's 95 degrees, maybe, 90, plus 95 humidity. degrees, plus the humidity. You walk inside the building, it had to be at least 105 the the building it was held at some fairgrounds in a building that really wasn't insulated well and it was people were passing out there was some some poor person in front of robin's table just hit the ground uh just from heat exhaustion i think robin said um there was a little girl uh in the restroom her mom was having to pour water on her just pouring out i mean that 
it, it, like I said, the vendors were great. The guests were good. The climate was sucky. The, the weather was horrible. The, the fact that we, I think Bo and I, especially we got there that morning and we walked in. I don't think we were in our flight suits 20 minutes. I, I think I did it for about an hour or two, and then finally I, I just couldn't handle it no more. It was way too hot <laughs> to be in a flight suit. Yeah, I, it, it took me all the 20 minutes. I walked in, went by there to Robin and Sean, said hi, and I went to see Oliver and Terry Holler, who do the uh, the ToTheFuture.org, uh, the big Back to the Future Team Fox fundraiser with their DeLorean. They travel all around. I went and said hi to them. They're really good friends of ours, too. And then that was it. I went and stripped out of the flight suit. I, it was unbearable. I think we stayed outside to cool off. Uh, there was a little back area that was shaded. It was cooler in the shade outside than it was inside the building. Heck, Bobbert and Brian and those guys didn't even stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I went in there in my Nightwing costume, and I was in there for, I think we were there an hour, maybe two. I really don't even think it was that long, and we, we bailed. I had to get out of that, that suit, and then... We just had to go someplace cooler, so we wound up just like seeing the sights in Pensacola and coming back right at the end of the day. You know, it was, it was great to see Robin, uh, as always. I, I, the fact that she's going to be anywhere remotely within a one or two, or th- heck, three state area, <laughs> I'm on it, you know. But yeah, yeah. The, the second day started off a lot better. They got the AC working overnight, and the second day started off better. But by the time we were getting ready to take Robin and Sean back to the airport, uh, it was already hot again yeah yeah I've, I've never been happier to leave a convention in my life honestly well, i mean no, no fault on the city of the pensacola or the the convention organizers but they uh the um the, the location yeah the location the, the location was, was very was, grand no from what right? i understand the uh, air conditioner itself was broken uh so it's not even that it wasn't try they weren't trying to make it work it just couldn't work it was broken yeah. broken broken it, it that's not the type of venue you have it in in, in a fairgrounds building that's just, I mean, you know, steel beams and aluminum walls, you know, for the most part. You, you, there's no insulation in that building. It wasn't going to keep the, the cool in. So advice for next year is find a hotel, find a convention center that's built for that heat where we're, yeah. and, and that amount of people. Because there was a lot of people there. And it was yeah, just. Yeah, I mean, they had great attendance. I mean, yeah. The next con that I know of that the Alabama Ghostbusters will be attending, however, will be oh, at yeah. a convention center. Heck yeah, it will. Fanaticon, it'll be awesome. Yeah, we love Fanaticon. We love Philip Chalker and uh, and uh, his wife Jeannie. We love those guys to death, and we're looking forward to that. But uh, like I said, we'll talk about that in a few minutes uh, when we talk about our upcoming events. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, yeah, good to see Robin and Sean as always, and good to to meet Michael and Courtney Hudgens. Yes. Uh, down there, what's she called? The Patchwork Pirate. Yep. Okay, so look her up on Facebook. She's got a lot of followers, very, very sweet guys, and so we're happy to make new friends with them. And uh, uh, the guy, he's the head of the Pensacola Ghostbusters, uh, and his name escapes me for the moment. I'm very sorry about that. (laughs) Um, It's been a long day. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, uh, good to meet those guys and and enjoyed uh, hanging out with them. After that, uh, we all waited around until the end of August. To uh, well, except for Bobbert, Bobbert didn't go because he's got you know honeymoon and stuff to, to to plan for us, which is understandable. But honeymoon and stuff. Yes, but Rookie Bo and I and uh, some of the other ALGBs and Ghostbusters from all across the world all wound up at uh, Dragon Con for a PKE Surge, the sixth annual for that, <laughs> which was a ton of fun. Um, I didn't do much Ghostbuster stuff this year. I was busy with with Mass Effect. When we weren't in Pensacola or doing um, Episode 5 this summer, I was in my garage every night for two straight months trying to build my suit for uh, my Mass Effect suit to get it ready for Dragon Con. So I was branded a traitor this year for leaving the Ghostbusters behind and not doing the parade and everything with them. But uh, I think, (laughs) speaking of heat, I think I would have taken the flight suit (laughs) over that insulated foam costume I made for that parade. That was sweltering. That was a hot parade. You looked but, cool, but you were very hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was warm. 
But we were talking about uh, Harleys and, and heat exhaustion. Our, our friends from uh, from Vancouver, the Ghostbusters of British Columbia, we finally got to meet them. We finally got to hang out with them all weekend and just had a flipping blast with those yeah. guys. Those guys are awesome, awesome, awesome. But Evil Lynn, um, she dressed up for Harley a, a little bit during Dragon Con, but... Poor girl, after the parade, she did her Ghostbuster suit after the parade, and then she went uh, went with us to the Mass Effect photo shoot, um, dressed as Miranda from Mass Effect, and she, I don't think she's ever been that hot in her life. She was she was sweltering. Sadly, the I guess the, the nice Canadian weather <laughs> yeah, spoils you. Yeah, those guys, you know. Nice and you know twenty degrees Celsius or however however cold yeah. it is. I, I don't know. Of course I talk now, but if I went up there in like the middle of December, January, I would freeze to death probably. So I mean, yeah, but we're large guys. We can handle that. <laughs> I try to be a large guy. You don't. Said I try. <laughs> you tried a long time ago, then gave up. <laughs> You've seen me, eat. dude. We're, let's just try to be medium guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm working on that. Trying. Middle to. of the road, yo. <laughs> Completely average. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a, a really good time at, at PKE Surge and Dragon Con. That was uh, a lot of fun that weekend. And like I said, getting to getting to hang out with the British Columbia guys. Um, was, Ryan, Todd, oh gosh, Evelyn. Oh man, just just priceless. Some of the antics we got into. I was also meeting some of the heavies. Also, yeah, Mister. Mr. Johnny Ruckus. Yeah, Johnny finally came. We were thrilled to see Johnny Ruckus uh, come down, and um, and a lot of the guys from the Northeast. That was that was a ton of fun, man. So if happy. He comes to see down that. the year I have to skip. Well, hopefully he'll be back next year. I think the way he was talking, he said they were going to come back next year. He's got to. He's so much fun. If I, if I may, it was kind of a surreal experience because like I don't, I hadn't been that active on GB fans ever since. Uh, or I've been more active on GB fans ever since the web series, just because people asking questions and stuff like that about it. And that's the best place to go to answer them. Mm-hmm. And uh, just being involved with the fan film universe, it's kind of weird because I've, you guys have like hung out with these people before, you know, so you know them and everything, and you've talked to them online. And I've had minimal interaction, so it's kind of it was like, wow, I'm actually meeting people that I've heard so much about, and they're huge dorks like I am. This is awesome. No, <laughs> I think one of the coolest uh, one of the coolest moments we had was during the par- was uh, right before the parade. Johnny Ruckus's pack can uh, it's got the MP3 player in it, and you had an entire group of Ghostbusters singing "Hooked on a Feeling." <laughs> yep, uh, I saw the video of the sing along, but I got I didn't listen to the audio of it. I was like, oh, there's a sing along for the parade. That's awesome. And the first thing that came to mind though was, did Rookie start that? <laughs> that, I that was, may I've been have had a hand in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it was pretty great because they just meeting those guys was fantastic. Meeting the people that are so influential in the Ghostbusters community, really cool. And you almost didn't go. Yeah, yeah, I uh, <laughs> all for that I was Porkins, Porkins statue. Yeah, man, I had to. I had to afford that Porkin statue, you know. Porkins, <laughs> no. Porkins, McHoopkins. Porkins, McHoopkins. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. That's that's a bunch of inside jokes for you, right there. Totally inside. <laughs> we, uh, I was on the fence for the longest time because I, I really didn't know how my finances were going to work out, and then uh, I just people were like, "You got to come to Dragon Con. You got to come to Dragon Con." And then Brock was just like, hey, you know the British Columbia Ghostbusters? I was like, yeah, I know them. Those guys are great. Talk online. I see the stuff they post. He's like, they're coming to Dragon Con. I was like, going. I'll see what I can do. And then I looked (laughs) at my bank account, and I had a lot more funds than I thought I was going to. And and it was a really cool moment to actually look and be like, wow, I'm actually going to be able to do this. And I did. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah. (laughs) I, I tried to get Tiffany to let us go just for a day in spite of, you know, being poor and having a honeymoon and a wedding but i was like i was like hey hey they just announced luna lovegood's gonna be there she harry was there potter. yeah so i tried to i tried to appeal to her harry potter nerd um and uh failed sad, sadly it didn't work it did make She's her got, regret not going though hey uh, you guys you guys have a fun honeymoon coming got, up yeah, it's okay eyes on the prize yeah, yeah. in the world 
next year, man. Next year. <laughs> when when we first came on this episode, and I said it's episode 17, turned down for what? Turned down for what? That was a... Uh, <laughs> everybody knows that song, and I'm sure most of, most of you have I've heard never that. heard it. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> well, I know a, a lot of people have heard the Hank Hill version, and so that song came on... Or something, something happened. I don't remember half the weekend because I'm old. Um, <laughs> oh, is that why? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we were talking about turn. Or somebody said turn down for what? You know, the little John version, and I, I did the Hank Hill, and that really struck a chord with with Ryan and and Evelyn. Yes. And so yeah. It became our official anthem of the weekend. Yeah, that became our official anthem of the weekend. In fact, it's still referenced when we all talk on Facebook. So <laughs> So yeah, that's why why we named this episode Turn Down for What? Spelled H W A T. Did uh did anyone give out a good Bill Murray at, at Dragon Con? Yeah, Day? yeah. yeah. I, I did hear some people yes. do that. Yeah, yes. all in honor of you. Most yep. excellent. <laughs> It's not a gathering of Ghostbusters unless Bill Murray has screamed it one, once, yeah. or, once or twice. <laughs> oh. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I have not yet heard Turn Down for What. I've also never heard What Does the Fox Say or any of that. Uh, you're about a year behind What the yeah. Fox Says. I, I truly am. I, I uh, don't listen to the radio or watch television. <laughs> so That's what YouTube is for. Well, no, I purposely choose not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my kids love it's it. It's all about the 80s, man. The 80s. <laughs> you don't watch current television is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Although my Muppet Show DVD collection is fantastic. <laughs> you, I would never expect. But anyway, hopefully next year for Dragon Con, we'll be able to get some Ghostbuster guests. We had Ernie last year, and that's all they've ever given us. Uh, and Maurice LaMarche. Uh, who did Egon and the Real Ghostbusters last year? But I I owe Marisa Marsh so much. Yes, you do. <laughs> so much. And Rob Paulson. Yes. Because they if were there. If I actually had addresses, they would get invites to the wedding. But I have no idea where I can send that to. Well, you're on Twitter. Tweet at them. They might answer you back. I would say Rob's very active on Twitter. Yeah, Maurice is more active on Facebook. It seems. Hit him at both places. Must, must attack from all angles. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully next year they'll get us some more people. I, I hope so. We we've had a panel there now, uh, two different panels uh, the last two years, and um, hopefully that will expand to include more people who are actually in the fandom instead of yes random people who really have no footing in it whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when we say that, you, you got to understand these people are obviously fans of the movie, but. You can ask anyone who's part of a fandom. There are depths to being a fan, you know, because Ghostbusters is one of those layers. things that everybody loves. Yeah. You know, and you can say, yeah, I'm a fan of Ghostbusters, but it's one thing to ca- to like a movie that everyone likes. It's another thing entirely to be, I don't want to say obsessed, but as as have it as I'm deeply obsessed. ingrained. Okay, Not yeah, obsessed, say more, more educated. Yes. Yeah. In depth. Yeah. But... And not there focused on a, one scene of the movie. Oh, right. <laughs> there was actually a pretty infamous incident mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, where How about this? Mm-hmm. We, we, don't mm-hmm. don't gr- don't grant it any justice. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. I just uh, we're pretty sure that guy will not be included again next year. Good. I hope that's the case. But uh, yeah, especially when there are kids in the up. room. Yeah. Right. Even, even though I know it was at 10 o'clock on a Thursday night, but come on. They were kids. Yeah, they were kids in present, yeah. Because it's a Ghostbusters panel. Like, I understand that we're, I mean, most of us are adults and, and stuff like that, but still, the second you see kids in the room. That's when you curb all the cussing and all the, yeah. all the uh, talk about, especially one certain scene. But that guy, he, uh, I don't think any of us who are in the Ghostbusters fandom really like him. I, th- I could feel the collective eye roll. When he showed up yeah. this year, I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. But anyway, anyway, enough negative. Yeah, on the happier terms. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Dragon Con's over. We got a whole another year uh, to plan for that, and looking forward to that. We got a lot of events coming up at the end of this year. Uh, right now, we are in the middle of scheduling a whole ton of stuff for October. Uh, I think October is really the only month in the year that we will venture into weeknights. We've already got a couple of events scheduled for weeknights. 
uh, thanks to the Halloween and everything, we I think just about every weekend is booked up with something. As I mentioned earlier, we've got Porktober Q this upcoming weekend, the last weekend of September, and I, I don't, I can't remember what all we've got coming up in October. It's it's starting to, to trickle in. I know the the next weekend, the third, will be one of our first Friday events up in Gadsden. And I yeah. think they're doing a, uh, also a zombie walk that week that night also. Mm-hmm. And, and let me say this really quickly about the first Friday events. Uh, they're normally done in front of the Toy Exchange, which I remember Jonathan Bellew mm-hmm. um, uh, is there. And has always got a tent set up, and uh, Kyle Stevens and David Johnson, those guys are really active along with Jonathan for First Fridays. They did a tremendous, tremendous thing uh, and raised uh, just north of $400 for this family whose house burnt down um, recently. And so the September First Friday, those guys went up there and and did fantastic work. And we are really proud of those three guys and and more than than thankful to have them as part of our group. Those guys are go-getters and... I really do have the, the charitable spirit about them, which is what we try to focus our group on. Yeah. And so every every first Friday of the month, those guys are there. So if you're in the Gadsden area, uh, go in front of Toy Exchange, downtown Gadsden, and uh, go say hi. Drop some money in the bucket. They're going to be raising funds for Camp Smile a Mile. And if you know if there are any other things that come up that uh, need some charitable attention, then you know they'll be sure and do that too. So uh, that's that's a really excellent thing to always always see us at first Fridays in Gadsden. And then of course that next next day Saturday the fourth is our annual first October weekend tradition up in Madison, just outside of Huntsville, but the Madison Street Festival. We do it every year. It's uh, we've been doing it. Uh, what this is our fourth or fifth year doing it. That first Saturday in October, they take the little, the downtown area of Madison and turn it into a big food vendor entertainment. Just a big, happy Madison Street Festival. <laughs> and we've been attending it the last couple of years, and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, it's sort of like Auburn City Fest. It's just huge. Yeah. Absolutely massive. And then our next weekend, the 10th and 11th, uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Luckily, we have a member of our group, Brian Maddox, who we discussed earlier talking about the interactive screening with. But he works at one of our local haunted attractions, the, the Atrox Factory. Very scary venue if you've been there. Go it, it, it well. You know how awesome it is. It hasn't go, but that weekend, the tenth and eleventh, he was nice enough to talk with his organizers of Atrox, and they're going to allow us to set up for the weekend to be part of the festivities. I know we're going to be there for photos, um, kind of, uh, taking donations as always for Camp Smilemall. But I know on Saturday the eleventh, right now, Brandon is supposed to bring his ecto down. Also, so you want to get a photo w- with an ecto? Saturday would be the day to come. Yeah, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. I think I'm going to try up on the 11th to, to sneak up there as well also on the 11th we have the cosplay event at the tuscoosa library we've been part of the last couple of years we're gonna i'm, I'm gonna try to see for me personally to get out there that morning just depending on how late i am friday night at atrox but i'm gonna try to be there i know we'll talk to some of our local guys in tuscaloosa and get some folks there i mean they've been very gracious to have us there the last couple of years and it was it's, it's it's fun it's been a blast i mean heck we're ghostbusters hanging out in the library i mean can't get much better than that. <laughs> and then, as of right now, I don't think the weekend of the 17th and 18th we have anything planned. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I, I'm, I'm looking at the calendar. I don't see anything, but I you know, I know uh, the weekend of the 24th and 25th, the Rocket City Nerd Con is going to be going on. Mm-hmm. And there may and that's going to be up in Huntsville. Yes. Um, and so our, our Northern Division guys will be there for that. Uh, there may be another event at that exact same time up there that they might try to split and do both. I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, that's also the weekend of Bobbert's wedding, so uh, yeah. some of us are going to be down there for that. So, Yay! Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be sad that I'm missing the uh, the Northern Division guys, though, at the yeah, wedding. Yeah, that, that's a long haul. That's, what, oh, yeah. six and a half, seven hours drive for them? We have a long state. Oh my gosh! Yes, it is. Almost, well, not not as bad as Florida, but still, that's probably about six six and a half hours. Yeah, I would. Yeah, drive for them because I know for my house in eastern Alabama, it's it's four and a half to get to get to Huntsville. And then I know, don't you guys have something that next weekend for the? Um... We are looking at the uh, October twenty eighth, uh, the Opelika Fall Festival. Uh, that's something that we've done for the last four years. And uh, it's just right down the street for me, so it's really easy to get everything in the car and right over there. And that's always been a big, big event for us, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, if you want some goodies and want to 
uh, get your kids dressed up in costumes and stuff at the Opelika Fall Festival at the Sportsplex. Uh, it's always a ton of fun. And then that next weekend, as far as I know, I don't think we have any plan, but Halloween is actually on a Friday this year. So I'm assuming, hopefully, everybody that can will be out and about at their local festivities or in costume or something somewhere. I mean, put a lot of money into this costume. We need to use it the, the prime day. <laughs> yep. uh, I don't I don't ever use it on Halloween. It's a uniform. It's not a costume. That is true. That is true. I'm sorry. So, it's our uniform. We are at a charity group. This is our me. uniform. That is, my, that, is that is my work uniform. It is not a costume. This year, I should be dressed as Flynn Rider in Disney. Woo! Disney World. <laughs> Disney World. Disney World. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some more events coming up. Just keep an eye on our website, alabamagb.com. Fanaticon. Uh, and Fanaticon. Yeah, Fanaticon in November. Heck November yes. November 15th and 16th. Uh, Enterprise. It's gonna, yeah, right Enterprise, there. Alabama. It's going to be awesome. Everyone should come out. A convention in a city named Enterprise. How much better does that get? Hey, I was born in Enterprise. I'm a Star Trek nut. It would be better <laughs> if it was still in Dothan. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to drive that, you know, extra 10 minutes. Oh, gee, I'm oh, so <laughs> sorry. First world drive problem. two and a half hours from here. Yeah, but um, we wound up blowing up the place, essentially, last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, way too many people in the convention, or at the hotel where the convention was at. So Philip had the had the wonderful problem of having to find a bigger and better venue. Well, bigger anyway. It was a bigger venue to have it for this year. So he's he settled on... The uh, I believe it's the Convention Center and Enterprise, and it's it's going to be really good. We got a lot of good guests, including us. So Highway 167, as you're heading towards um, you're heading towards Troy, it's that new big building with the Bull Weevil Monument out there on the sign. Woo, Bull Weevil! Bull Weevil. Yeah, if you do, it, just Google it, Bull Weevil Monument, Enterprise, Alabama. You'll understand what the heck and we're that's talking bowl. about. <laughs> Not bow. Yeah, bowl. B O L L. The Bull Weevil. It's the only, <laughs> it's the only statue in the U.S. or maybe the world that's devoted to a bug. <laughs> and the reason, I'll just tell you, because it sounds silly. The reason it is is because this area uh, became really known for uh, for cotton back in the day. Bull weevils eat cotton, so they came in, they destroyed the cotton crops, they ruined the southeastern Alabama's economy, and so that's when they turned to peanuts. And so now they've got cotton and peanuts. and So they lost all their cotton and they went nuts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so they were able to, to revitalize their economy by, um, by planting peanuts and starting to have peanut crops. So, yes, they built a monument to the bull weevil because they never would have been able to revitalize and come back stronger than ever if it hadn't been for that stupid bug. You might as well, like... You really don't get the same effect unless you do have a plaque on there that says "Never forget." <laughs> <laughs> well, the I used to work at a radio station that was right outside the Bull Weevil Monument, right on the corner, and people would come, and it was a fountain, and they would dump in soap and and everything else into this monument, into this fountain, and so it would always overflow with suds. People would steal the bug. Off the top of the statue, it's a lady holding up the bug at the top, and people would come steal the bull weevil, and it was a twice-a-year prank for somebody to come steal the bug and to fill it up with suds. I just like the idea of her holding the bug up, because it's just like, I can crush you at any time! Remember <laughs> that! <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to see it, just Google it. It's pretty, uh... Whenever we mention the bull weevil monument, people are like, what? <laughs> what is that? So now you know the story, go look at it. But anyway, it's painted on the sign outside the new Enterprise Civic Center. Like I said, you can always find the list of everywhere we're going to be and things that we're doing at alabamagb.com. So I'm sure we'll have some Christmas parades this year. We'll have some other events. Just keep an eye on the website. October is going to be busy, busy, as always. But uh, this whole year uh, has been a little bit busy. It's been the 30th anniversary of Ghostbusters and the 25th yeah. anniversary of Ghostbusters 2. The Blu-rays just released this past week, and um, I highly recommend grabbing the Ghostbusters 2 Blu-ray, checking out the deleted scenes for uh, Lewis and Janine in the firehouse with Slimer, because they didn't finish the scene you know, for, for the special effects, so you get to see Robin's legs sticking out from Slimer's uh, suit running around. It's pretty funny. 
What's awesome, though, if you look, uh, I think somebody's already posted on YouTube where they've started editing that scene, adding a Proton stream to it and mm-hmm. music. Yeah. And and like I said, as I was, we were talking before we were recording, in that, in that montage of deleted scenes probably became my favorite Winston Ernie Hudson moment ever. Yes. Do yourself a favor and watch it. It's an alternate take on when uh, Egon Ray and Winston come to Bankman's place to convince him to go to the sewer with him. Very funny. Very, very funny. Yeah, Ernie's line out of nowhere is, is pretty yes. funny. I won't spoil it for you. you. Go look it up yourself. Buy it. Support it. Definitely support it so they'll keep doing Ghostbuster stuff. I mean, you can get, you can get both movies, what, for 18 bucks? That's a steal on Blu-ray. I think so. Uh, I bought the limited edition version that's got the Slimer statue with the No-Ghost logo. Uh, it's pretty nice. And thankfully, Amazon shaved about 50 bucks off the price from the time oh, nice. it was first announced to when it was released. So, yay, Amazon gave me a refund this week. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this podcast, episode 17, Turned Down for What? And uh, that goes to Todd Ryan and Evelyn of the GBBCs. <laughs> Turned Down for What? Oh, so that's the song. Yeah, I never heard that. Well, I tell you, as we're ending this podcast, I will play the Hank Hill version. <laughs> As we're, the better as, we're as we're riding out, so uh, thank you guys very much once again for joining us, uh, my cohorts. It's Bye. not goodbye. <laughs> See you later. See you later. Smell you later. Bobber, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. So on behalf of Rookie and Bo, I'm Brock. Look for us. We'll be out and about. Come say hi. We'll be in lots of areas around the state. Just keep an eye on the website, and we will uh, try to. Do another podcast before you know it. I know it's been a long time, but ah, those summer months where we just don't do much of anything. Yeah. <laughs> if you hear nonsensical screaming, you're going in the right direction. <laughs> and always remember, and always remember, we're like El Gato the cat. We always <laughs> land on our feet. All right, thanks so much for joining us. Catch you later. Turn down for what? Turn down for what? Thank you for joining the Alabama Ghostbusters. For our community and charity events calendar, visit alabamagb.com.